Welcome to another episode of the AI Art Collection Podcast. I'm your host, Ray Mongi. AI-generated artwork is an emergent art movement. Artists are harnessing the power of AI to create amazing, abstract, modern artwork. In this podcast, we're going to explore the new movement, interview amazing artists from various industries, and explore the tools they're using. Listen in to learn best practices, new tools, and industry news. Welcome to the show, Alberto. It's a great pleasure to have someone with such a strong 3D background uh, on the show this week because I come from a, a 3D background and animation background myself. Uh, it would be really good to hear your insights into how perhaps AI will be able to incorporate into 3D pipelines in the future. I guess uh, for the first question, I would ask, how do you see AI art tools uh, being used specifically in 3D and animation pipelines? Hey, Ray. Thank you very much for inviting me on your podcast. I've heard the other interviews you've had, and I like them a lot. Great job, mate. So how do I see AI tools being used for 3D and animation pipelines? Well, after witnessing the amazing power and potential of artificial intelligence, I would say it's it's uh, not so hard to imagine the endless possibilities of these tools, right? Imagine not having to spend months or even years developing a short film or an entire full-length movie by yourself without the need to hire anyone, without having to force yourself to work endlessly, forgetting about your own health, forgetting about your family, your sanity. So yeah. Imagine just feeding your voice or written script on your laptop, then hit enter. Forget, forget about it and just go out to play with your kids, right? I can see that happening very shortly, making the lives of so many artists so much easier. Suffice to say, artists should not be afraid of these AI tools because being an artist is a way of life, not just a job. I mean, if you see art as a job, where you only create art for other people and never for you, then I would not be afraid of losing that job. Art is about emotion, feelings. It's about expressing ideas. Many times we create, we create art for the joy and fulfillment that it gives us without even thinking about the payday. Artists create from the inside to the outside. Businessmen, on the other hand, do the opposite. So artists should not be afraid of AI. In any case, companies should, because now they will face more competition from more sources with a lot less resources, leveling the playground of competition in the entertainment industry. So I can foresee a better and more interesting stories succeeding and having tremendous reach, leaving mindless money-making repetitive art behind. I think AI will be shortly introduced in everything in the CGI industry, from the very complex and hard types of animation to the wildest concept designs we are yet to see to believe. Because it kind of seems that we have arrived at a certain point in human creativity and capacity that nowadays everything we see in films looks like we have already seen it a thousand times. You know what I mean? An AI art has shown us just the tip of the iceberg of what can be done through it. And being afraid of it is rather futile because it's already here. And, it's, and if the technological singularity is already happening, well, 
Let it be. Maybe this is the beginning of humans transcending into the next phase of our evolution. Wow, that's that's a lot of good points there. Um, and I completely agree when it comes to movies like blockbuster movies that the production budget, I guess, is there to regurgitate a pipeline that had worked uh, previously, but maybe not the, the budget goes into the actual creativity of it sometimes. Uh, in some cases, I would say, you know, for the, the 3D or visual effects work, um, it seems to be just, some of it seems a bit stale. It's a good point that you made. What sort of applications would you use every day for commercial and and personal projects? I'm wondering about industry standard tools like 3D Max or Maya, Z ZBrush, um, and also AI tools. I personally use 3D software like Autodesk Maya, which is the one I've been using since its early versions. I also use Modbox, ZBrush, Motion Builder, After Effects, and the Adobe Suite. Recently, I joined an amazing company that creates VFX for big blockbuster films, and I will be also using Blender, Clarice, and Nuke. And that's very exciting because I will be involved not only in the animation aspect of 3D, but also in the lightning and rendering areas that I wasn't previously involved in before. And in terms of AI engines, the one I played more with so far is Midjourney which is amazing at creating wild, artsy imagery, through which I feel so inspired to not only create images with it, but to modify them and tweak them as much as I can to try to give them a sense of context or particular direction. I've also tried DALI and Stable Diffusion um, for a few images, but I wasn't so engaged because it seems to me that those images were more realistic photographs without much room to play with. I mean, the short exercises I've made did not seem to be needing anything from me. So that's why I just kept trying mid-journey. But I'm sure these AI engines will keep on improving in every way possible, keeping us deeply addicted to them, right? Absolutely, I fully agree. Um, there is something addictive about using these uh, AI art tools, as uh, I find personally, specifically with with Mid Journey as well, um, and that is probably my favorite. It's the most it's the most versatile, but it's also the most creative output um, compared to some of the other tools like Dali. Um, in my experience, anyway. One project which really caught my eye was your personal project called Alien Invasion. Um, how is this progressing? And would you mind explaining some of the processes being used to create it? Uh, I especially like the destruction elements. Oh man, the Alien Invasion Project was just a temporary name for a short film that I used to dream of making a few years ago, in which a female activist conscience is sent to the future. And in that future, her conscience is uploaded into a robot to figure out how to save the world. Uh, but years have gone by and I never had the time to continue working on it. And to make things worse, a hard drive in which many of those assets were stored died. So about six years of work just vanished among others. But at least I was able to show a bit of the amount of work that I made for that project. So that's life. Okay, so let's uh, take a step back for a second. Can you tell us a little bit about your background, how you started your career, and what led to your current position with regards 3D and animation? 
Well, as a child, I was mostly alone, drawing, painting, making clay figures, playing music and singing. I wasn't good at school. I always felt that I had an issue with authority. I never liked being told what to do or how to do things. I grew up pretty much feeling free to decide anything, despite my parents' efforts to force me to follow a regular career. I never had the feeling of belonging in the academic sphere. I wanted to explore the world for myself, making my own mistakes and basically go with the flow. So after graduating from high school, I decided I wanted to get into something exciting and basically have a reason to leave home. So I joined the armed forces where I served for three years and a half. And I'm not gonna say that I loved it particularly, but I certainly learned so many valuable lessons, such as being resilient, focused, strong physically and mentally. It made me resistant, I think, from harsh criticism or social pressure. I don't know, or maybe that's, that's what I like to tell myself. <laughs> and after that, I went on to a variety of different jobs in my 20s. I like being a caregiver for elderly people. I also sold video games and electronics at a flea market. And other times I would help my cousin fix used cars and sell them on a car dealership that he owned back in the early 90s. Then I studied some music and started singing in bands until the late 90s. Then I was invited to do voiceovers for TV, radio, and film advert advertising, where I was introduced to video editing, audio recording, and the post-production industry. And I was introduced to the very first versions of Maya and 3D Max. I asked them to let me join their team of artists by showing them my drawing book. They said yes, and from the year 2000, I was absolutely hooked and obsessed with digital art. So I decided to build a career on that. So since then, I have worked in TV commercials, a few films, a few video games, uh, working in motion graphic teams, mocap cleaning teams, and so on. And I'm still here, enjoying the ride, trying to adapt to the new technologies, and also creating my own projects, such as a 3D printing project of my own, in which I have been working for the last three years. Wow, that's really interesting. Uh, what, a, what a transition. Um... Would we know any of the music? Well, I built my first rock bands that were basically for cover songs. We played in parties and a few bars. Then I joined a band that already had two records that were called Mordem Icum. And I joined them as a replacement for their lead singer, who left the band not long before they were ready to tour the country. So I learned all their songs and jumped in their tour adventure throughout many states of Mexico. Playing along with many well-known Mexican musicians, they were actually known in Germany before I joined them. There was a metal circuit back in the 90s, and they were also known in some other places in Europe. And then, as it's typical, the band started to lose members, but I kept playing and singing bars on my own, and still to this day, I keep singing in parties and whenever I have the time and inspiration, I compose a wild thing or two. It's something that runs deep in my blood and I will shout till the day I die. I suppose we best get back to more AI focused discussions. Um, your image entitled Hope looks amazing. It's uh, the cover of this episode actually. 
you showed a breakdown of how this image was made. Would you mind explaining to the listeners your method for creating this and some of your other images like uh, Flower Girl and Last June? Oh man, hope. That image came out at mid-journey like a very unusual lightning strike. It was a miracle that I that I've been trying to replicate with moderate success. I mean, the image as it was in its raw state, it had no discernible head, no hands at all, no particular context or anything, except this outrageous display of a sort of female figure in flames and intricate feathers, and I immediately started modifying a 3D female figure that I've had, and basically tried to imitate or emulate the type of lighting angle and composition that the mid-journey image had, and rendered with Maya's Ardner renderer, the head and arms with a very similar illumination, and took them all to Photoshop to somehow mix them together. I really wasn't sure that I would have the technical ability to make it look somewhat acceptable, you know. But you can never be sure until you try something really hard. And I was pleased. I, I, ha I had a feeling, I, I was a bit confused that for the first time I practically worked and played to create something along with a virtual conscience, with a robotic mind. I wasn't sure what I was feeling, but it was certainly a breakthrough moment. Let's take a quick break from this interview with Alberto to just uh, have a look at what's in the news. Uh, there is the tiling feature that's recently come out and in mid-journey there, which is fantastic. Uh, definitely have a look at that. But one thing that I wanted to point out was uh, a very useful short YouTube clip from Samson Valls over at Delightful Designs. He shares some mid-journey features that you might not know about. Uh, it's a four-minute video and it gives some interesting tips about recording the video generation from your mid-journey um, images, how to delete images from the server. I'm not sure if does it actually delete the images. Um, I thought you might need a pro subscription to hide images from public galleries, but I'm not too sure. Please let me know if this actually deletes them. It also shows uh, a quick way to upload and use image references uh, in your prompt, which is very useful um, and I found that quite helpful too. And also how to use um, or how to restrict stuff like using the no command uh, this is a great resource um, so go to link.aiartcollection.com slash delightful design or you can check out the link in this week's show notes anyway let's get back to the interview with alberto i see you've got some really nice concept vehicles on your art station page have you or do you plan to use AI to at least mock up uh, designs for vehicles or perhaps even uh, give you a very solid base to work with? Hmm. So far, the cars I've seen all the people create with AI look kind of funny or odd. And I'm not so in love with car design, but I will definitely try vehicles in the future. As you can see in my work, most of my inspiration comes from women. I mean, what can possibly be more exciting and mesmerizing than the female form, right? Which I've been obsessed with since I was so young. 
But yes, absolutely. I need to try more things, more vehicles, more, more places, more shapes and forms. Uh, but of course, after I'm done creating 10,000 women. So what is your go-to AI tool for creating artwork and why? I'm, I'm guessing it's mid-journey. Um, a big, big favorite of mine too, especially with uh, stable diffusion in it. Uh, what features do you like best about your favorite art tools? Yes, mid-journey is definitely the best for AI art. Or that's what it seems to me so far. Because as I said previously, the others like DALI and Stable Diffusion seem a bit more on the realistic side. I like a tool that inspires me to add my own vision and explore my creativity by creating art that is unexpected, weird, unexplicable, abstract, I don't know. Something that forces you to take part, to play and engage with the machine to somehow build a relationship with it and not just create something that some photographer can obtain with, with an expensive camera or the right skills. How do you think you'll be incorporating AI art tools into your processes going forward? The technology is advancing so fast. Uh, what do you think you'll be using in the future? You can, you can see it with uh, how, how advanced 3D animation has become in the last 10 years alone games technology and that sort of thing. So for AI, what will that bring to the table? The future is so exciting with these new tools. I recently went on to explore the AI music creation tools that are already available. But man, I was barely pleased with only one of those engines. I don't remember which one it was, but I'm sure they will keep evolving very quickly. I want to be able to animate anything to compose a very complex piece of music and put my voice in it. I want to create a movie from scratch and see it come to life in minutes, not years. Art is about enjoying the process of creation, not about suffering and putting yourself through hell in order to show something interesting. Drowning in fear and self-doubt pain and the lack of time and resources to fulfill your wildest dreams. And no, the machine will not make everything for you, but it will certainly give you the power to travel at the speed of light, wherever it may lead. This is my favorite question of the show. What advice can you give to the listeners when it comes to getting the best results from AI tools? Um, do you have any specific prompts, for example? I have only been using AI art for about a month or so, so I wouldn't consider myself a connoisseur on the matter. But what I could say about it is, try to come up with the wildest combinations of words, insane characteristics, weird ideas, something that makes your brain hurt for the heart tripping. Something, sometimes it gets frustrating because nothing you prompt seems to create an interesting or coherent result. And it's okay. Take your time. Reorganize your craziness. Come back with a vengeance. Strike. Make variations with even wilder ideas. Things that don't make any sense to you could inadvertently and out of nowhere create something really weird or dumb. It's like searching for needles on a haystack, 
But there are millions of interesting needles waiting for you. So go crazy. If you get stuck, copy someone else's prompt and modify it aggressively until you find that elusive pearl, your own personal precious. And of course, someone else will use your prompts as well. So don't worry about it. We all been using somebody else's ideas since the day we popped out into this world. Originality is a utopian concept. In other words, you don't own shit. So where can we find your work? Um, if you can mention maybe your art station, your social media, that would be great. My blog is albertogaona3d.blogspot.com and you can find me as Alberto Gaona 3D on the internet. We all love the internets. Thank you so much, Alberto, for joining me on this week's podcast for the AI Art Collection. I'll leave all your links in the show notes below so anybody can follow you and see your other work. I'd highly recommend it. And as well as that, you can follow the AI Art Collection podcast um, on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. And we do have our website, AIArtCollection.com, where you can submit your own AI artwork and airbots will actually retweet out the artwork and tag you on Twitter as well. Until the next episode, embrace the technology and stay creative.